Lost tangents and lost lives, lost sprites and lost nights. Everything's been played and played out, but here, the skybox is the limit. To follow is a parallax scrolling, derezzed rant that's mostly about video games. Mostly. I'm Matt. And I'm Tony. And in this episode, we have the mid-school memory year of 1990, updates on what we've been playing, and a chill chat that can quite possibly, more often than not, go off the subject of video games. So let's get started. War. War never changes. And in the nuclear winter wonderland that is the first fallout, you find yourself at war with ghouls, raiders, and rat scorpions. The game uses the special point system, which stands for strength, perception, endurance, charisma, intelligence, agility, and luck to advance your character. Many of my first playthroughs had me putting all my points into strength, as I was young and stupid, not really grasping how these other points could be useful until I died multiple times out in the wasteland with no endurance points to speak of. And if you put points into intelligence, say seven, and have a good speech skill, you can talk the final boss to death. The master, leader of the super mutants, whose goal is to spread the forced evolutionary virus, is the game's final encounter. And what can follow is a drawn-out battle against a Gatling laser-toting enemy and multiple waves of his super mutant underlings. Before the fight starts, however, you have a chance to talk with the master. And again, if your stats are where they should be, you can use your quick wits to end it here. You see, the master's grand plan which would turn the whole world into super mutants and create his utopia of a race immune to further fallout, would also create a race that is sterile. So going forward, they cannot reproduce and would die out within a generation. Once this becomes aware to the master, it would now activate a self-destruct sequence and kill itself, while you escape back to the wasteland without having to fight at all. It bleeds pixels. All right, so we're going to go into what's planned. I've been playing a little bit of what I used to play quite a lot for about two and a bit years, which is Pokemon Go. Oh, red. Yeah, I sort of, I've, yeah, I really am a bit humming and hiring about this game. I sort of was so full on into it and was going through like some difficult shit that now I feel like I'm getting better. I don't know if you've experienced this with a game, but like you might have had a bit of a shitty time. And so going back to the game is kind of weird because it reminds you of like a shitty time. Yeah, man, it's like that little uh, moment in history that sort of just, without even thinking about it, will just come back to the surface. Yeah, and I have this, like, OC... <laughs> I'm going into my, like, personal problems here, but <laughs> I um, <laughs> I well, have this, like... This is like a form of therapy for us, so I love it. It, 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 it fucking is, and this is what I'm realising, like, I'm just going to freestyle and talk about how I feel and stuff as well sometimes. Um, so, yeah, I've, I've discovered over time and talking to people or somebody that um i kind of have like an ocd thing sometimes i don't like doing things little insignificant things that mean nothing in my head tell me that it means more than what it should be if that mm -hmm. makes sense so i call it like a bad luck thing i've realized it now that i speak it out loud and i don't like just think it in my head so it can be like really dumb main, mundane weird things like i have to make the bed otherwise it'll be bad luck for today or some shit like that ah uh, yeah i got you yeah, but so I've I've realized like I've kind of done that with Pokemon Go because it's kind of like I'm doing better now and I don't want to like have a hiccup. So I don't want to play that because I want to get better. But that like doesn't you're make... feeling it might jinx you or something like that. Yeah, it's like this good luck jinx thing. And I've done it my whole life and it's real weird. So I'm pretty weird. <laughs> Guys, I'm weird. Hey, internet. <laughs> i've got bad brains so i've realized no um i've obviously spoken with someone and they're like no you look at it as like a gray area like what if it's good not not it's going to be bad or good it's kind of like a gray area where it's like i have to look more positively and it doesn't mean anything mm -hmm. which is easier said than done so i'm trying yeah. to like re retrain my brain that way anyway so i thought i'd just casually walk around it's definitely not the same though because i felt like I, I i was like fully addicted to it last time i was playing it and now i'm kind of like i do walk heaps of walks from my rehabilitation so i was like well, that's why I used to do it anyway, to keep my mind off my pain and stuff. But now that I'm not in so much pain, I don't have to do it that way. But they had like a go fest and I missed all of that. And then once I missed that, I was kind of like, oh, I'm going to have a big break. But anyway, so I started 
I started playing. I just did a couple of raids. There's like a Genesect raid. It's a new mon that you could get. It was like a GoFest like ticket um, specific event that you had to like pay for. It was like twenty five bucks or something. So just quickly, what explain what's a GoFest? Is it so a, a, a marathon? <laughs> Everyone's just walking, but they're playing Pokemon Go as they're doing it. So they have these in certain countries. Um, they've never had one in New Zealand, so it's a big deal because in Australia, I'm. I think Australia hasn't had one either. I'm pretty sure. But anyway, New Zealand definitely hasn't. So you have to like, in certain countries, like I know America has them, Europe and stuff like that, you pay for a ticket and you actually have to physically go there because Pokemon Go is all about physically being somewhere. You can't yep. just spoof and be somewhere. Due to, as far as I know, the pandemic made it so that they had to adjust the game. So they've adjusted the game a lot. And I think they decided to do this like, something to do with that because people can't travel to uh, go fest so they were like everyone in the world can do it you pay for the ticket and it will happen around you instead of like okay go going to the event so as far as i know that's that's kind of what it was about but again what's weird is i didn't play during this time i just saw a couple of videos and there's like a chat group that i'm where i live that i'm um in and people raid and people trade and all this sort of shit and like shiny hunt and all this stuff and um, I used to be quite heavily involved with the local community here, but I've backed right off for the reasons I just said. And also just to have a break from it, because it can be quite, again, like my OCD, like I got way too into it. And I was like, I couldn't even like walk down the street. Normally, I'd always have my phone out. <laughs> yeah, so, I, was, I was even going to say just fuck going outside and fuck nature. That sounds, sounds awful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Fuck real life, eh? Um, <laughs> So anyway, I did enjoy it. I did some PvP. I also, towards the end of me playing less, I, I got more into the PvP sides of things. Mm -hmm. So there's now, like, usually you do PvP in person, but they made a thing where you can do, like, um, tournaments. There's, like, uh, uh, I don't know. I'm going to probably get some of this wrong, but it lasts, like, a few months, and you go through Great League, Ultra League, and master league mm -hmm. um which are three different and there's so there's like combat power caps so the first one great league is like up to 1500 cp the second one is up to 2500 cp and then the top one is unlimited you can have your mons maxed out so that league you want like 100 percent ivs yeah so anyway I, I missed the great league i was hard out into this like last season that's what it was called there's like seasons um and so you would get like stardust and um special mons and this is like all these rewards like rare candy and stuff like that so yeah i basically just have been playing in the current league and i've been using a empoleon as a starter an alolan muck and a chrysalia as my safe switch uh the reason why i use chrysalia as a safe switch is because it's a tank and it has a uh attack buff it's like a certain percentage i think it's like a uh, I'm probably going to get this wrong, but I think it's maybe like a 40% chance or 30% chance, something like that, of the attack buff hitting the other Mon. And then so when it hits you with an attack, it's way less. It's just with a team, I find grass is quite weak, but if you have, you can run teams with like double grass and it can like rip through, like shred, like there's a move called Razor Leaf. So you've got like, you got like a fast move and a, and a charge move on each Mon and you can have two charge moves on each mon. The trick is to have like coverage for whatever's coming at you because there's like like super effective, you know, not effective, and then like just like a mid-school ranged attack that will kind of just not do as much damage. So you gotta work out what you're doing. There's shield usage, so you have like shields to use, you get two of them, and you can bait, and yeah, it gets quite complex, like yeah. I think people think that Pokemon Go is the way it used to be. When you say you still play it now, they're kind of like, oh, that's weird. But like, if they were actually to play it now, it's the combat is like better because you're versing a real person. You're not versing AI. Yeah. So it's like, well, um, even even in the the mainline Pokemon games, even some of the like the actual end game, once you were doing like the battle tree and battle fortress or battle fort or whatever it was those got really hard if you didn't actually know the inner workings of the game yeah yeah and that's what i mean so there's a lot to it and there's a lot to do with like you can fake out a charge move because some charge you'll have two charge moves and one will go off quicker than the other but you people will count how many times you've done a fast move and guess they have to guess which charge move you're going to let off but you can fake it out meaning yeah i can go into this for hours but yeah um 
the game is actually quite complex and really fun and it's free to play which is cool Op it's optional to, to, to pay money to play it like i said i didn't do the genesis event mm -hmm. but that meant all you do is wait the whole thing with pokemon go is you just have if you've got patience yeah that mon or that thing will come eventually so for example like they've never had i'm pretty sure they've never had unknown and wild spawns and in raids before here as far as i know it's super it's a super 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 rare spawn randomly at any time but it never happens mm. and they even had like gibble and unknown and unknown was shiny and yeah it's just um so i caught a few of them and it, it was chill um but i yeah done a little bit of pvp i won my first 13 matches in a row which i was stoked on wow. and then and then i got a loss and i'm sort of like what happens as well is once you're battling you'll you level up and as you level up you hit like a it's sort of like what feels like a wall where the meta changes so then you'll have to kind of change your team to adapt again so there's like a learning like the better you get the obviously the harder opponents and they know the meta so they'll change it and sort of to fuck you over yeah anyway what else am i going to talk about oh i got the just quickly i got the um everybody listen to me i got lots to say <laughs> um <laughs> this is the tony podcast today um i guess guess what i did matt guess what i did uh did you talk about yourself some more yeah no yeah, what did you do man well, guess what? Have a have a guess. Okay, what have I'm... a guess. Something you did today. Is it text you do with? Is it to do with Pokemon? Is it to do with games? Did you? Buy oh a game? man, I've been talking about Animal Crossing every single time. <laughs> Animal Crossing. So I, I um got the golden shovel in Animal Crossing. Sweet. I'm. Uh, I I'm you, the did sm that, you did that last week, didn't you? Did I? Oh, no, 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 no. Sorry, I no, thought you, said you had it with the golden. You got the golden net last time. You got the bugs. Sorry, I do listen sometimes. Man, this is making me feel crazy. Did I say that? I've only just no, done no, it. no, no, no. I, I, I realize I, I've mixed up my, my. Um, I remember you talked about the net, but I saw the post on Instagram, and for some reason yeah. I got the time wrong and just thought, oh no, no, you did that ages ago, man. Yeah, I even had a photo of uh, my mid school memory, and I wanted to post it, but luckily I didn't because that's a spoiler. So I just wanted to say, I just wanted to say, I have all the gold tools in Animal Crossing, and I'm the smartest man alive. <laughs> what, what have you, what? Yeah, thank you. Um, what have you been? Um, yeah, I'm going to walk around with, with swagger now. By the way, I got the swagger term wrong, and I wanted to clear that up. Swagger is basic, or swag has to do with. I don't know why I said it was like lit and stuff because it's not. Because I'm so. Oh, and it, so, so hang on, you've been teaching old man Matt the wrong things. Have I been using that yeah. word wrong now with my nephews? Yeah, so you can go to your nephews and go, look, guys, this is swag, and they'll be like, what? Yeah, they've um, been laughing at me behind my back. Thanks to you. Yeah, I set you up. Um, <laughs> it's, a, it's a setup. So yeah, swag. Anyway, who who really cares? But swag is to do with like you're swagged out. So like you know, like your the clothes oh, you're God. wearing. <laughs> yeah. So swag to me, and I'm pretty sure this is what it is. It's your. <laughs> I so I so I use these terms sarcastically. That's the other thing that like so the whole twogs thing. I was just like. I'm sort of like when I say that, and even it was it was in the acronym and everything. It's kind of like a take the piss thing, like I because yeah. it's because it's not our generation. It's kind of like anyway, it's it's to do with like you're dressed up. Say you like dress up and you've got like, but you remember back in the day it would be cool to wear like baggy bloom boom jeans and like mm -hmm. a flexi flexi fit and stuff. You'd feel like swag because you're like you're wearing like you've got like style sort of thing. So you you feel as opposed to you wearing like. A pair of like rugby stubbies or something you'll be feeling real weird but if you're wearing like your actual clothes that you want to wear and you're walking down the street and girls are looking at you and you're just like getting the mad girls that swag <laughs> you get what okay. i'm saying so it's just so hang on i'm gonna put this in a way that old man matt might understand it yeah so young kids have just shortened the word swagger yes yes <laughs> see that, that's what i thought it was and then everyone was like no it means this and it means that and it means lit and it means af and it means uh dtf and it means all that stuff and i was like uh, uh you're losing me here but yeah it, I, yeah so it just you know I, i'm sure you get what i you know you know this anyway right you're just kind of playing you're just playing or am i <laughs> oh man fucking hell cut that bit <laughs> <laughs> You had uh, asked me what I was doing. Yeah. Hey Matt, what have you been? What have you been playing? <laughs> I feel this all needs to get kept in now. I'm going to get you to ask me again, but okay, all right. okay, Matt, what are you wearing? <laughs> well, 
I mean uh, slippers with socks. Playing, I mean playing. Playing, play play up, play on. Play up, play on. Uh, well, I'm going to disappoint because I actually have not been playing. Well, I did get that last trophy I was looking for in Fist of the North Star, which was clearing out the Coliseum. I still have not beaten everybody at their 100% levels, but enough to get the, the trophy. Uh, but I've actually been sort of sitting here with a game on the horizon, but it's like I'm finding it daunting. I finally bit the bullet and I downloaded the Final Fantasy VII Remake. Ah, uh, yeah, I really want to know what you think of this. Yes, yeah. and it's almost like, I mean, I, I sat there, it was on a little bit on, it was still kind of pricey, but it was on sale on the network, and I downloaded it, and I was still just like, Ugh. it was late when it finally finished. That was the other thing. It took forever to download. I was like, the file was huge. So that also put an extra day on playing it anyway. But it finally downloaded, and now it's just been sitting on the PlayStation. And each time I'd be like, oh, should I play? Either I'm going to absolutely love it and not sleep to six in the morning, which, you know, that's nothing new, but, you know, we're trying to not do that as much these days. Or I'm going to hate it. So it's almost like rather than be disappointed or excited, I'm just not doing any with it. So at the moment, I'm what I'm playing is staring at my reflection in my television, pining. <laughs> so you're looking at, at the black screen. <laughs> Yes, but I intend to, uh, the undertaking is to start it. So by the time we get to the next podcast, I will have a few opinions on the Final Fantasy VII Remake. I'm really keen to hear about, like, specifically, because when I saw that game, I was like, I'll, I actually, with that, like, instant, like, click of a finger, was like, I wonder what Matt thinks of this. Mm. Like, that's, like, all I thought about it. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I wonder what I think about it, too. I've heard both good things, I've heard both bad things, It's and it's one of those things that's... I'm old now and heartbroken, and I don't know if, you know, any more disappointment might push me over the edge. So, <laughs> so we'll, we'll see how we do. Uh, hopefully there is a podcast next week. Have it just retreated away from the world because Final Fantasy VII Remake was a disappointment. But I've got high hopes. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, Matt, let's, um, let's record. You're like, yeah, just how about give me a week? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that could either be from, you know, no sleep, still playing, or... Uh, Games hurt me again. I don't want to talk about games for a week, but we'll see how we do. <laughs> yeah, man. I look forward to that. Now we're into chill chats. Have a chill chat about whatever as we're chilling and we're chatting. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I wanted to ask anybody, does anybody listen or does anybody listen to this podcast? <laughs> 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 I was going to say, they can't hear you, Tony, because no one's there. Hey, guys, do you, is anybody there? Um, Hello. Hello. Yeah, Hello. it's cool if we're the only ones listening back. It's fine. I, I, um, listen. I, I, I listen to it back. No, I, 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 there's analytics, and I can see that there's, there's players. I won't say how many there are, but I'm, I'm stoked to see how many there are. Like, whoever is listening, just thank you so much. And um, Seven? Uh, yeah, eight. Yeah, man, eight. <laughs> try it. Try another number. <laughs> um, so yeah, the question is, Tony had is anybody listening? Is anybody listening? Does oh, anybody does anybody enjoy the Easter egg ending? Is anyone um, loving that? Because that's something that obviously Matt edits, so I get like a a bit of a chuckle at the end because I never know what it's going to be. And mm -hmm. the first step, I actually, or was it the second step? I didn't even know it was coming. So that, <laughs> no, I didn't that actually, was doing it. That's why yeah. I it to an extent. That second episode Easter egg is probably my favorite because A, I sort of on a whim decided I was going to do it. So, and yeah, we didn't know, you didn't know that it was going to happen. Uh, and it was the Parappa the Rapper one. And it's basically my favorite because when we both record and when I edit, I'm still wearing my Parappa the Rapper beanie. I'm wearing it right now. So I got to remember to be quicker each time that you ask, well, what are you wearing? I need to be my beanie and nothing else, which is pretty much what I'm wearing, my beanie and nothing else. Well, but my yeah. goal is my goal is not to ask that every time. <laughs> I will uh, feel offended if you don't, you know, I need to know that I need to know that someone's still interested. Jeez. <laughs> um, on the subject of that sort of as well is um, something that I was wanting us to cover in this chill chat segment this time around was a, a quite possible um, Q&A segment. Just loosely, you know, like I've reached out on the Instagram story. Anybody feel free to message us and let us know how we can improve or what we're doing wrong on the podcast. Be brutal as you, if you want. 
<laughs> and or, or uh, don't be nice. Or be, or be nice. We, and, when we do have feelings. It's all good. I can take it. Um, I probably can't. But yeah, I, ch I chucked up on our story um, some possible um, Q&A, just ask us some questions. Prior to that, we also had um, on an earlier episode, I, I, I said basically the same thing, you know, give us some, you know, constructive criticism. And Phoebe came through basically saying that um, I think she enjoys when we go off topic and basically when we talk about our real life experiences. So not only talking about, and it's some, this is something I try to um, to do. I try to like not sound like a robot and and write out because I we well, I think we both do. I physically I don't type it out or anything. I actually write it out on paper and just have like the facts of like say the mid school memories. I'll have like the facts of the game, and I try to just have that as a base and then I like to spawn off that with the memory of the things that were happening around me at that time in my life whether it was like good or bad or the friendships I had or some funny moments or some sad moments or you know like I've mentioned like the death of a friend or like an awesome friendship I had as a kid or like you know mimicking wrestling or or you know whatever like mm -hmm. if I'm drunk or if I'm I try and like do like real life shit in amongst it because then it sort of spawns other things and like going off topic. And I find we have to like bring it back to the topic, but I really like going off topic. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think it's, it, it's going to happen either way because it is both in our nature to go off topic. <laughs> I think we've been proving that. So I, I mean, I know you, as you say, you type or write out a few things. I'm obviously a bit more meticulous. So sometimes I try and write out, whole sentences because you know i start thinking oh this is definitely what i want to say and then i write it out and overthink things too much but always try to leave the last part of whatever i'm saying that's when i can go a little bit more free form and i like then in turn when you again ask a question especially in the mid-school memory to sort of you know your query once everything's said once it's you know it feels like uh okay matt stopped being uh pretentious and he's he's gotten his speech out the way when you pose a question then I can get the answer out. And that's obviously more on the cuff, a lot more natural. And I like doing that back and forth. So um, cheers, Phoebe, for the, uh, that's friend of the of the podcast, Phoebe, isn't it? Who uh, was a guest star on the Armageddon episode? Yeah, she was. That was awesome. Yes. And that was like real awesome. That's something I'd like to do more of, um, possibly having some. So we, we've just had a, a chat off mic as well, just before, and basically talking about equipment we want to get and just to upscale it. It's quite. Um, you know we're we're our own biggest critics and mm -hmm. i think like we hear hear certain things we say all the time or do all the time or that we're breathing on the mic and that we need better mics and that we're talking over each other and it'll cut the mics out and like there's all of this stuff like you've also it's quite uh, it's quite a, a like a an effort really it, it seems like podcasting would be quite easy but you have to time when there's like you don't have any flatmates or family around. You have to time where the, the, the neighbor's dog isn't barking. Yep. You know, like all of these like elements that you can't control that you have to try and control. And then there's like, you can record an episode and the volumes are all wrong. And yep. You know, it's, uh, yeah, there's a lot to it. But um, we're, we're trying our best and we do realize, like personally, I think, I, I think not to toot our own horn, but I'm really enjoying this. And I think we have good chemistry. And I think we have, because that was a big thing that I think we can, um, we can talk shit like we can yep. just like go on and on about stuff like i know for example like you you when i when we would go out at night and that you would kind of be you know you're very eccentric and you're kind of like the life of the party and it oh, was always you. like yeah it was always super crack up and um and i think i can go on sort of like a rant thing which is the thing i think i picked up off my dad yeah my dad can just like talk and talk and talk so I was like, well, I was used to refer to them as old uh, Tony's tangents. I loved it because, yeah, you would start somewhere, go through about four or five different things, and then just sort of be like, right back to it at the end, but very short and sweet. Just like, oh, yeah, by the way, that was awesome. I was like, fuck, what an awesome thing. Just that big tirade. It was great. Tony's tangents. Maybe we need to start a section called that. Yeah, that's why I, that that's that goes with me having bullet points um, because I have to bring myself back because otherwise I go so off tangent and doing this random shit and then I'll be like, oh, what the fuck were we talking about? Yeah, and I think <laughs> even a few times you've tried to be like, can you guide me back? And I was like, man, I just got so lost in it all. So nah, you're on your own. 
So I thought that was good for podcasting and maybe being me being a little bit crazy as um and a little bit ADD as well, like minded. Like I'm the 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 term I had for it was all oh, the dog with the fluffy tail, you know, like the Simpsons meme. Yeah. It's, um yeah, sometimes my brain is a little bit like that. And um as long as I have bullet points I can pull myself back in. But yeah, anyways, that was that was an awesome um comment. So thank you for that, Phoebe. It's like much appreciated. Eh? It's yes. awesome. Cheers, Phoebe. It's awesome. Keep coming. <laughs> Yeah, hard out. And then we we have a question from Jedidich, and he would like to know who we should marry, fuck, and kill in a video game. Oh, that is a good question. And that name sounds very foreign. Are we got, have we got like a sort of broader appeal than we thought? We do. Yes, Jedidich. Jedidich. Um, yes, Jedidich. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So seriously though, Jared asked us if he's a friend of ours, IRL, mm. if we who we would like to marry, fuck, and kill. I think you're supposed to say fuck, marry, kill, but I switched it up a little bit there. For me, I'm going to go Stardew Valley style, one of my favorite games of all time. I'm going to marry Penny. She's definitely super wholesome and someone I would like to have um, kids with if I was a video game character. Wife material. Yeah, totally wifey. So I have a super hardcore addiction to Stardew Valley that it's so bad that I actually have to like not play it. Otherwise, my life just starts becoming Stardew Valley. Um, <laughs> but in the game, you do marry. So there's, you know, you can marry whoever you like and you can marry boys or girls. It's it's such a good game. Um, anyway, I just about every playthrough marry Penny. Um, I find it ha- super hard. Like I try to like marry other characters, but <laughs> it's just like, it's an obvious thing that she's my style. Yeah. Um, to, to fuck would be Abigail. And the reason why is because I could ha- randomly have a baby with her by accident and it, the the lore is that she's um it's not it's not specifically said but there's it's like rumored because she has like purple hair and um she like lives with another family and that she obviously it's like she's like adopted or whatever and um she's like the wizard's daughter and that's like a sort of secret lore in the game so you could have like a wizard child ah yep so it could be like Harry Potter yeah to kill would be Haley because she's a complete cunt. <laughs> And I won't even say anything else because she is. She's a fucking bitch. And yeah, so who would you fuck, uh, Mary Fuck Kill, Matt? Nice. Mary Fuck Kill video game. And I like, I mean, I I guess I'll, let's see. I like that you've done um, all one game because I probably could have done all one game as well for probably any of the, I could probably go through every Final Fantasy and do Mary Fuck Kill. But I'll try and, I'll try and make it broad. Uh, but of course there is a Final Fantasy character on here. Uh, so, and that's my Mary. Uh, it would be Eris or Erith, because I think they've recreated her name properly for the new uh, remake. So yeah, Final Fantasy VII. She was literally my first video game waifu. I think the sort of first character playing through. She's very, again, as we say, waifu material, wholesome. She's your healer, so she's all sort of, you know, uh, comforting. She could look after you. She's all about the planet, and you know, very thoughtful. Uh, and she's a little bit older and pink and pretty so yeah she's definitely wife material fuck nice. uh is i'm gonna get the pronunciation wrong here uh but it's from persona 5 uh, and there's multiple multiple people you could date and i didn't even click it's the sort of the same way that you were going through stardew and you sort of said you kept picking the same person so i thought because you're a high schooler you can only stick to the high school characters so i already picked who i was going to court but then i realized you could actually because you go around and make all these confidants, there's all these other characters around the city that actually that are a few older characters that you could actually get into a dating relationship with. Uh, and that's who I would fuck. Her name is Tai Takemi. She's the confidant of the Death Arcana. And she's basically this goth punk older woman that runs a... She's the doctor. Obviously, I've got a thing for people that can look after me, fix my boo-boos. Maybe that's a bit more deep-seated, but we'll get into that at another point. Uh, But yeah, she was basically (laughs) sort of the the Bob Black haircut goth character. It's kind of, you know, my type in real life anyway. So uh, that is who I would fuck. Uh, And kill, I picked Ada Wong from the Resident Evil series uh, because she's a cunt too. Nice. She just betrays betrays you every, every game since you know the initial betrayal in resident evil 2 every game and i hate the fact that you know most of the time leon s kennedy is pretty rad but he's just a moron and you're like i know what she's going to do every time she turns up she's going to turn on you but no he gets strung along again oh yeah so she's a cunt killer i I love that we like know like you've obviously gone with that like with instinct like yeah 
well, who would you fuck Mary kill? And yeah, I think you can tell if you're a bit of a real gamer that you know you got to answer for it. So that was an awesome um, questionnaire. Thank you, Jared. Yeah, yeah, thank you, Jared. Keep those ones coming. Those sort of off the wall questions are good. Yeah, we need some sort of filler because <laughs> it's not like we're getting a lot of questions coming in. But that's not the point. Like at least we're getting some. Yeah, it's, um, I'm it's awesome. Much I'm of... impressed at that, to be honest. That even people are willing to engage. That's great. Yeah, hard out. It's real cool. And um, Marcia asks, Ooh, why? Did, yeah, Marcia asks, why did you start the episode? So, um, do you want to go first on this or me? Start the episode or start the podcast? Sorry, why? Because <laughs> I was going to say, because I don't know, it was that time we needed to. Because <laughs> it was like, uh, it's been a week and a bit already, and the last recording was like, yeah. stop, so we're having to re-record. I totally wrote the question down wrong, but it's hilarious. Because <laughs> um, we, we were talking before this, and as we were talking, I was writing this shit down. So obviously, just like, my brain didn't write what the question down properly. Why did you start the podcast, is what she was trying to ask. Sorry. Okay, and you want me to take that one first? Yeah, I reckon I do. Okay. Um, Well, there was a few factors. Because I was pesting you to start a podcast. (laughs) That's part of it, but it was... But I do think the sort of... The initial impetus for this one was kind of natural. Lockdown, uh, if if, if we're going exact, uh, we were trying to tee up Zoom chats with each other and with a few extra friends as well. And then sometimes not everyone could make it or people would stay a bit longer in the conversation. And I do remember one particular Zoom call. Uh, the other two boys dropped off and it was just sort of you and me talking. And we just yeah. sort of, again, just started talking video games very naturally. It is a subject that you and me, with the all, you know, the, the sort of guys that we were on the Zoom chat with, the people we've known for, for years, and we can all, without even sort of seeing each other for a while, we can all uh, flow into conversation very easily and naturally, sometimes speaking our own language. But video games between you and me, I feel, has always been the most, you know, we can talk about that very confidently and for hours. uh, And it doesn't bore me. And I never feel I'm forcing anything. And, yeah, so we just naturally were chatting. And then, yeah, we were like, why don't we just pick up maybe a Zoom chat, just you and me, and why don't we record it? And it just sort of swelled from there pretty much. And the other one basically just being it's a nice extra creative outlet. I've learned that I like editing a lot more than I thought I would. Uh, It motivated me, even though it took too long, to finally start drawing pictures. And also I just like talking to my friend Tony whenever I can. So that's my very long-winded answer. How about yours? That was nicely done, nicely flowed through. I had to write my points down because otherwise I'll I'll miss stuff. But yeah, I had, I'm much the same. Like sort of like ditto that, but I had, I basically had two main hobbies and one of them was a sports event and the other one was video games. And I've always had this through my life. Like I always would retire back to video games more so than I would to movies or to, I don't know what else. I just, yeah, I always treated it, not seriously, but I think I wanted to continue enjoying video games, but do something like productive with it so yep. like give back and sort of like like this whole thing like i don't just want to be a collector and like collect all the shit and like have like um dust collecting on all these like things and i didn't just want to do like an instagram post instagram and like start posting stuff i kind of wanted to like create content yeah um like there's a backstory I, as well to everything that you're posting there's a, a point to that yeah exactly and i feel like i through my life, like I always, always go all serious, but it's like, I, I've always had this thing where like, I wanted to like produce something, but I could never grasp what that would be. Like I remember doing like design school, uh, design school, design at college. And then I just like, my whole thing was like, I should do like a t-shirt brand and stuff. And then I just like completely dropped that and like left school and like, I never did anything with it. And I was like more into like my sport at the time and like shit like that. Anyway, I'm ranting but i i definitely feel like well that's the point of this i always knock myself as well when i say that i shouldn't yep. i should just keep i should just keep talking because yep. it's, it's a podcast and that's what you do yeah so i'll edit I basically, all your bits out anyway yeah thank you and <laughs> so <laughs> um yeah i just wanted to do something within gaming because it was like i couldn't do one of my hobbies anymore so i wanted to 
do my other hobby, but I wanted to do something with it, which wasn't collect stuff and for it to, you know, collect dust. It wasn't to sit in a room and just like be by myself and and just like game alone. I was kind of like, I need to do something. So what do I do here? And it was like, there's YouTube, there's podcasting, there's whatever. And I was listening to all of these podcasts and and I knew that I wanted to do a podcast, but I was just kind of like apprehensive because of like the shit I was going through. Mm-hmm and recovering with like an injury that I've had and like getting my confidence up because with doing this sort of shit it's actually quite harder than you think because like you're kind of putting yourself out there and there's people in your life that like you and hate you and they might listen to it and your head can play like mind games with you about it it's like oh shit like I'm putting myself out there and you kind of have a need to have like a bit of a thick skin mm-hmm. um, so you've got to have this point in your life where you say well fuck it this is who I am like I'm probably not what you think I am, so this is who I am, and it's it's a bit of uh, a part of that. Um, another thing that came with that was like I was experiencing what I would describe as pretty extreme depression and anxiety, which I'm still struggling with. So I wanted to uh, rehabilitate myself by doing something productive. So that was like a big a big thing that I wanted to do. Yeah, f- finding a productive outlet. So being productive, not just playing a game, sitting there, actually doing something with it. Yeah, I mean, I think we're both good at ranting and I listen to a lot of podcasts. So I was like, initially, like I said, I was trying to come up with Matt, like, what should we do? Should we do Star Wars or should we do, mm-hmm. like, because you need a base subject. You can't, I feel like you can't just be like, let's just talk about whatever, um, even though you do, but it's nice to have a base of something. And it's like, ob- it's real obvious when we came to it, it was like video games, man. And I, I wanted to start a podcast, but I, I didn't want to do it on my own. I was like, I... I love the rule of two in a podcast. If there's, I feel like my personal thing is if there's like three or four people in a podcast, they all start talking over one another and I can't tell who's who like in the podcast. And I sort of irritates me, but when there's like, and when there's one person you're sort of ranting and you lose yourself in the podcast, you've got no one to like bounce off. So it becomes like very one-sided, only one side of you. And you feel like a bit of a crazy person. Mm-hmm. And with doing it with you is that we can like, you know, rekindle our friendship, which is awesome. For example, if we want to, if it's even on, go to Armageddon, we can do things and we're sort of like sharing the experience together. And yeah. I also like, despite anyone listening to this or not, I look forward to talking to you each week. Because yeah. it's not, yeah, it's, about, it's about video games because I don't, I can't really talk to many people about video games. Like I feel, even though we play different games, I like to hear what you're playing and what I'm playing and, so it's yeah. like, why not record it and then give it to someone else? And and the other thing is, if I say things which I'm starting to about, like, personally, what I'm going through, if this helps anyone in any way, then that's awesome, even if it's just one person. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's um, very noble. Good on you, Tony. Yeah, man. That's it in a nutshell. Dudes. Uh, thanks, Marcia. Thanks, for, Marcia. For, for the question. Thanks, Marcia. <laughs> Yeah, and um, Jordan asks, who is Red Fire Dog? And, I mean, you you already know, man. You already know he's on the mat. Walking pause, greasy pole, you know. <laughs> I was going to say, you yeah, opened that so, can. Is that just, we'll just leave it at that? Nothing else explained? That's it. It's the, it's the finish. Do, if, you, if you don't know, it's just, it's just, if you don't know, he's just on the mat. So yes, cause, oh, think, well, just, think about, just think about that. He's on the mat. That's all. And um, I do think that's going to answer Jordan's question, nonetheless. Yeah, if anybody else is wondering what Red Fire Dog is, too, just think Greasy Pole and on the mat, <laughs> walking paws, and that's it. Pretty much sums it up. And on that, that note, deep cut. <laughs> on, on that note, um, there is some Mario Lego, and I really like it. And so I went and got some. I haven't bought any of the big box stuff. I just went and grabbed some um, on the Insta. I chucked a photo up. Like, look at me, I'm taking photos of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I had to awkwardly, awkwardly, so I grabbed all the blind bags that were there and they had a little, like, a cardboard cutout um, display cabinet thing, real tiny. And I was just like, can I have this as well? And she was like, yeah, we throw it out in the bin. And I was like, yeah. I love, you know, just like that Xbox sign that I never got. I love getting little random shit like that. And then bonus meat. Yeah, what was that? Bonus meat. Yeah. So I grabbed that bonus meat and I was pretty stoked. And um, so I've like put all the Legos together and I'm missing two, which kind of sucks, but I got more than probably what I thought I'd get. There's 10 and I got eight and I got some double ups. So 
uh, my son has a bit of a collection and I have the I have the more of the lot. <laughs> he, mm-hmm. he gets my he gets my doubles because um, dad likes toys. And yeah, man, that's kind of all I wanted to say in this section. What are you wearing, Matt? <laughs> my Parappa the Rapper beanie. Oh, cool. Take it off. <laughs> I can't. Then my headphones will fall off. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. What What were you going to um, talk about? You said you had something real important to say. Hey, eh? what were you going to say? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> 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 um <shit>, okay <laughs> i should probably think of something for this section you know this uh, i don't really contribute usually this is just my part just to sort of uh walk around go mm-hmm, every now and then and uh pull my headphones out while i'm walking past my desk <laughs> yeah and all i do is ask you what are you wearing but you never ask me what i'm wearing <laughs> oh that's actually really rude of me tony what are you wearing Go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, that's it for this segment. Bye. <laughs> and here comes the mid-school memory. This year, 1990. And the game I have chosen is The Secret of Monkey Island. I have no idea what this game is. <laughs> you have no idea? Fair enough. Um, I absolutely love this game. Uh, it was developed and published by Lucasfilm Games, which would become LucasArts, and created by Ron Gilbert, the creator of Maniac Mansion. It is a point-and-click adventure. Uh, it was the first one I ever played, made with the Scum engine, which stood for Script Creation Utility for Maniac Mansion. Not as exciting as you'd think. Uh, but this engine would go on to fuel other such point-and-click games as Day of the Tentacle and Sam and Max Hit the Road. Tony, have you ever played a point-and-click game? Uh, I've only played elements of them, like there's parts of it in D and and things like that. Um, but no, no, I'd say not a, not a genre-only point-and-click. No, I've only played elements in a game. So no. Gotcha. But you know the sort of general gist. It's usually a, well, especially the early ones, they're all 2D. And even when they were sort of, you know, branching out into the future of 1997, they were still... 2D, even though they just might have had 3D animation, but it was all sort of just flat, third-person perspective. And it was one of those ones you just sort of, again, it it does what it says on the box. You used your mouse. They were all sort of PC games. Uh, and you could just sort of click and interact with things. And you would be able to click on one option that said talk to. Then you would use that to then click on a character that you were near, and then you'd start a conversation with them. And there were other things like open the door, uh, pick up, use was the big one. Uh, and yeah, so that's basically point and click games. I don't know what the first one was. Don't quote me on that. This one here, Secret of Monkey Island, was the first one I played. But I was familiar with Maniac Mansion and King's Quest, and they were sort of like the evolution of text-based adventures, I guess. Because I, I, I was just gonna say, I remember a shitty game I played, which I didn't like, but we sort of we maybe even had to play it at school when I was real young, and it was like Carmen San Diego. Have you yeah. ever played? I guess that, that kind of is along the similar veins. It was more, because that was you gathering facts, but again, you could only do it all on the mouse. You sort of had only so many options. This was usually you'd be moving a character around and he'd interact with what was in his environment. And the thing I loved about Monkey Island was is that it was fucking like hilarious because you cool. could sort of interact with anything. So, you know, you, you would say pick up dogs, like there was a dog there and you could just, try and pick up the dog and you'd get all these weird interactions either the dog would bite you a character that was next to the dog would suddenly queue up with dialogue saying you know i don't think he'll like that and all sorts of stuff Just the amount of sort of what you could do within the game was limited to your imagination this point and click game tells the story of guybrush threepwood and his misadventures on mealy island where he learns all the tricks and trades that entail becoming a mighty pirate and along the way he runs afoul of the ghost pirate lechuck on his way to the mysterious monkey island and he goes to take the pirate trials, which is he has to learn how to sword fight. He has to be a treasure hunter. And a third one I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, and you've just got to basically be a pirate, figure out how to get there. And I mean, like, again, these, these puzzles were insane because this game's got like a myriad of clever, witty, right-brained thinking puzzles. Uh, and one such puzzle, you must master the art of sword fighting. To do so, you must challenge the many wandering pirates around the island. And you find the actual way to defeat them is through besting them with insults. So basically, you get into a duel, 
uh, and you start the duel with each pirate hurling an insult your way, uh, like you fight like a dairy farmer, and you have to respond with the right retort, which is how appropriate you fight like a cow. And at the beginning, you won't have the right responses. So with each further wrong action, you'll be put on the back foot until you lose said duel. But the next battle you go into, you've got now the right insult and comeback. Uh, and you use that until you basically discover them all with the multiple people you've got to fight. Until basically you've got a response and an insult that you're an undefeatable swordsman, even though you've never actually beaten them with a sword. Uh, it's basically these types of puzzles that keep you on your toes and get you so engaged in the game. But yeah, it was uh, not mine, the game. It was at my cousin's. So every time we went around to his house, I would play it all the time. Uh, and yeah, we could never beat it because I think we must have been playing it, yeah, in 1990. So it would have only been about like eight or nine. And again, we thought you'd get so far and you thought you were so clever, but then you just come across some puzzle that would absolutely stump you. And you just had to, you know, figure it out. You, you, I remember going through half the game with a chicken that had a pulley attached to it. And, you know, you were like, what the hell is this used for? Then you had to find a specific area on the map, use the chicken with a pulley on a wire that would take you across a uh, ravine to go to this bar in the middle of nowhere. And it was like, ah, oh, you know, I didn't even realize that that was something that you could do until you just sort of pulled out chicken, use on, and you do it, everything in your environment till you finally solve the puzzle. So they were really like just, the guys that created it must have just been like, you know, off their meds pretty much. Yeah, so you're like learning by trial and error. You're not going to YouTube because there is no YouTube and there's no, no, there's no 0800 Sega number to call. So there's no, like, there was no gamefix.com. There was, there was nothing. Maybe a magazine, but you're like a kid and you got like, don't have flush money. And, yeah. No. So yeah, and that was it. I would sort of go around to visit him on like a Friday and we'd play for like, you know, a few hours and, you know, we might be stuck. Then I'd spend the entire next week. Did you try this? Did you try this? And nine times out of 10, it was just stupid things. It'd be like, oh, womp, womp. But then every now and then, you know, you'd spent your week away, you'd figured it out, you'd had fresh eyes and you actually were able to solve the puzzles. We felt like little geniuses. Uh, and it was just, you know, made me feel like a smarty pants because I did not. The, the smartest kids alive. The smartest kids alive. But yeah, I love these games and its sequels, The Curse of Monkey Island, which was the third in the series. I believe they got up to maybe five. Four of them were still getting made by Lucasfilm, LucasArts, but the last one got made by Telltale Games. But yeah, the third one's when the graphics got an overhaul. They stopped being pixel art and became like an animated cartoon. Uh, and then they started getting voice acting too, which was pretty cool. Especially because they introduced my favorite character, Murray, who was just this talking skull that was always talking about how he's going to raise the demonic hordes to take over the world. It was just tongue-in-cheek, rip-roaring adventure. It was, it was a lot of fun. It made you think. And I think it was even not long after that, uh, I, the, the story that I heard you know, down the grapevine is that they were intending to turn it into a movie. And they were vying for the rights. And they were writing the script and kept going you know, going forward, but then getting into development hell and it stopped. And then the sort of plan got kiboshed. And then all the sort of, some of the producers shopping the idea around, lo and behold, behind other people's backs came up with the idea for Pirates of the Caribbean. So oh, wow. the okay. idea sort of, you know, the, the sort of rumor mill is, is that that was actually meant to be a Monkey Island game. A movie, I should say. Monkey Island movie. Okay, that's um, it's interesting how the lore and the history of the game. That just reminds me, this is a random thing to say, and it's not my mystical memory, but Shenmue was supposed to be Virtua Fighter RPG. So I've talked about Shenmue with you. Yep. But I was like, this is this is like information. I was like, wow, that makes sense. Just things like that, like you can get the history, and then there's history before the history, if you get what I mean. Like there's yes. like, and and sometimes these games that end up being like in their own sense, like these amazing franchises that were meant to be other games. Like, Devil May Cry was meant to be Resident Evil 4. Yep. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's amazing how things play out. Um, all right. Um, that was awesome, and I'm, I'm stoked you picked that, and it's of the era, totally. Mm. Um, and the point and click and, the, and using a computer, and you got those memories with your, it was your cousin, eh? Yeah. My mid-school memory this time is a side-scrolling, punishing platformer developed by Capcom in 1988, but ported to the Sega Master System in 1990, which is where I played it, Sega Master S System 2, along with a number of other platforms. It's the sequel to Ghosts and Goblins, and it's called Ghouls and Ghosts. Now, this game is a little bit confusing with the title, as in, like, Ghosts and Goblins and Ghouls and Ghosts, so if mm. I 
if I muck up the title, um, my bad, but I'm talking about ghouls and ghosts. Ghouls and ghosts. You'll be forgiven. Yes. So even when I researched it, I was like fucking up the title and I was like, that, that's not the game because I remember the cover and it's also on Nintendo as well as Sega Master System. And on the internet, because of America and all that and everyone in Nintendo's, as opposed to the Sega Master System, the, the Nintendo information comes up more often than not. So I'm having to find the information on more like European sites yep. because, you know. Um, but anyway, this game I have a fond memory for because it was a friend of mine, his name was Cullen. And growing up, you have sort of like what I would call like hardcore friendships where, or I, I don't know if it's normal, but what I, what I did was if like, what I mean is like, who cares if it's normal or not, but what I did is I always seemed to have these like hardcore friendships with um, kids. And I would like, as a kid, <laughs> and I would, um, <laughs> and, and I would, <laughs> and I would, Podcast has been cancelled. Yeah, man, it's over. <laughs> Go to prison. You blew it. Um, it's illegal. <laughs> oh shit! Um, yeah, you blew it. Could be taken a different way too. <laughs> you blew it. Yeah, man. And I would rock up to a friend's house, and I would basically—I don't know how long it would be, like a couple of months or whatever. I'd be like best mates with this dude, and like I'd always end up being friends with like most of the class. But I would always have that like sort of one friend, and and funnily enough, um, I think a lot of kids at that age as well, anyway, would play games, and it would obviously be something I'd converse with, like yourself, and it would have this like mutual love for video games so it'd be like well you roll around and you can play at mine and i can play at yours so there was like the trampoline and the bikes and the whatever the motorbikes and whatever you're doing and then there was like the video game was always like an awesome time and like possibly a scary film or something mm -hmm. so this this dude lived over this uh, what was called bridge road and it was uh, over this particular bridge to get to it it was around the corner from my house but it was like i had to go down the road over a bridge and it was where we used to swim in the, in the summer or even in the winter with like wetsuits and stuff and anyway i'd rock down there i would spend most of the time at cullen's house in the bush running around like making forts um swimming in the river whatever fighting with the local neighborhood kids or um you know smoking or like whatever we were doing just stupid shit yeah and learning to swear all all the good things all the good things all the good kid things <laughs> yeah and um, I, I particularly remember staying in his house a lot because the, the point of, of this is, is this video game, I guess, even though I've got all these awesome other memories of that. Like, I, oh, actually, I remember there was like a rumor that there was like a... Um, you guys want like to see a dead body? Whoa, that's really weird. That's exactly what I was just about to say. <laughs> yeah, I was actually just about to say that. Some so there was like... the adventures. Yeah, so there was like a, like a metal square box in the middle of like the forest which was obviously for when they were like building the dam or whatever mm -hmm. and or for whatever i'm guessing it's for that because there's like a big dam up there and like there was like a cut in it and you could see like a skeleton down low and it was like but you know it was probably like a possum or something like that but you know the local hood story was like it was a dead body and all this shit yeah so that's that's funny that you mentioned that like um that's a that's a good um a good prediction there i remember that and i genuinely being scared of that and shit yeah but anyway um so cullen would play this um game ghouls and ghosts and he was like awesome at it i was relatively shit at it mostly because it was his game and when we would go around again this is where my love for like twitch and like i'd always i grew up with a brother that was like six, five years older than me so he would like play games and he was so good that i would end up Tend to, like my turn would be over in a second and then it would be his and he'd be so good at it that I'd end up watching but I enjoyed watching people that were good at video games it sort of like blew me away so I would just sit there for hours and hours watching Cullen play and try to get through this game and it was like a horror it's like a horror niche Halloween-y sort of feeling game mm -hmm. um, which was pretty cool yeah he would just like clock it and over and over again I remember you you had to get the good ending you had to clock it um twice so you had to like finish the game twice and um it was just br brutally hard like it was just um on the nintendo version there's like cutscenes with each level that you get to and it would show the map and it would show like an overview but in the sega master system one they didn't have that so apparently the master system was missing a few things but as, as opposed to the other ports but the master system had a system in it where you could go to a shop and you could get 
different colored armor and other magic spells to make the game a little easier supposedly mm-hmm. so it was it wasn't as brutal as the nintendo version due to that but you could always play it to be as hard by not going to the shop obviously i remember playing it because you'd get hit <laughs> you, you're like you've got your armor you get given it at the start you get hit once you lose your armor get hit again and you're dead and the enemies were just relentless ruthless and they were just the way they were just like spawn on the map and fly around the map randomly it was like hard to predict yeah which made it so hard along with like the brutal like platforming so being having like precision jumps it's definitely an iconic title and there's one more thing i wanted to say about this which was uh, i remember um, pl- him playing this specific game and i needed desperately to go to the bathroom and so i was like sweet jumped up opened the toilet door and <laughs> I saw Cullen's mum in the bath with her boob, two gold biddies, just like float, floating in the bath. And I was like, you know what that's like when you're a kid and you see like, it wasn't when you see anyone naked, but it was like my one of my best, you know, my best friend's mum. And she's like, she, I mean, she was good looking and stuff, but it was like, oh my God, like I'd never seen anything like that in my life. And I basically just freaked out and shut the door. And I remember going back to the room and I wanted to be sick. Like I wanted to be sick because yeah. I knew I knew there was going to be that real awkward moment of when we see each other again. Yeah. So I was just like, oh man. And I was like, should I tell him? Should I tell him? And I was like, oh man. Because I, I was probably about 10 at the stage. Yeah. So I wasn't like into girls. And You're I was like a different reaction to what you would in later life. Exactly. And it's it's kind of awesome because it's like the first time I'd seen like a naked woman. And um, like I say, like she was actually good looking, but it was just like a shock. And I felt real stink like that I saw his mum naked. So I was like, oh, I remember being like, Cullen, I'm so sorry, man. I just, your mum was in the bath. Like, but then part of me was kind of like, why the fuck was she in the bath? Like, kind of like, I, I mean, you have a bath when you want, but I thought the time was quite random, like <laughs> to, to, so, you know, get all naked and have a bath when, like, you know, your kid's got friends around. Mm. Anyway, anyway, maybe she set me up. She uh, might have wanted you to see said old, big, <laughs> big old, what did you say? That's it. I could never, like, too tongue-tied. I'm more, you know, the, I'm the thought of bath breasts is boggling my mind. Yeah, well, so I didn't get my first taste with anime or anything. It was a straight <laughs> real life. Yeah, and um, I still haven't seen a real pair, so what were they yeah, like? It's- it's pretty amazing. There's like <laughs> there's like nipples and stuff. Wow, like yeah. what I have. Y- yeah, which is weird. But well, um, I'm, everyone has nipples, mate. I, it's funny because I remember it clear as day. Like they're all soapy and everything, like floating. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I I hit him up and I actually was genuinely like sorry. Like oh man, I'm so sorry. Like oh, fuck. And he was just like oh, it's all good. Like I don't think he gave a shit. But it was awesome because I remember walking out and I was like oh oh like so like this is going to be so embarrassing. And I walked into the kitchen and she turned around like hard out grinning and she just goes, look who it is. It's Booger Boy and Pervert Boy. And we both all cracked up and we like, she'd made some like cookies or something and we ate them and it was just like hilarious. But I just wanted to add that in. So there's a um, real life, <laughs> real life little kid see a, see a naked woman for the first time story. That would, that would also definitely, uh, I guess, uh, there's no way you're ever forgetting that game. Yeah, so when I see that game, I just see a big, big old, big old biddies, uh, <laughs> soapy in the soapy in the bath. <laughs> yeah, I, I completely lost touch of Cullen, but I will say that when I used to be in a band, I remember tuning my guitar and I had like a tap on my arm and I looked up and it was Cullen. So I was like, real like, whoa, that's awesome. But I was so busy tuning my guitar, I didn't actually get to talk to him, but we both just... I don't know if you've ever had that before, but you're seeing someone you used to know and you just smile at each other and you're like, hey, yeah, yeah. It's like real like, oh, fuck you, yeah, man. Like, awesome. And he's just real like, we didn't say any words, but I think he was just kind of like, oh, looking forward to seeing you play kind mm. of thing. And I'm just like, oh, shit, I remember you, you know? And he's just real stoked and he sort of like ching beers and because I think it was real loud as well. But I, yeah, that I was remember the, your mum. <laughs> that was the last time I saw him. He's like, hey, man, do you remember my mum? <laughs> <laughs> she still talks about you. <laughs> pervert boy you remember being a pervert man yeah. yeah you might have just inadvertently like started yourself a new nickname <laughs> to the entire internet community yeah pervert boy so what year have you got for us next man 2016 
bam, the future. Yeah, man. Or the past, I guess. Yep. Back to the past of the future of the beginning, of the end. And the Deathly Hallows part two. <laughs> well, that was our last coin, our last continue, and our last life. We've reached the kill screen. That's it for us in this episode. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Instagram. Get to us on the Insta, along with the other platforms, Facebook and Twitter. It's a bye from me. And a bye from me. Catch us on the next episode of It Bleeds Pixels. Hello, my good man. Gentlemen, uh, have a seat. Can we sit down? Are you kidding? We can't sit down, my good man. Now, what may I do for you? We want to take out a hefty loan. Of course, of course. Do you have an account with us? And how? What is your account number? Uh, seven. 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 Try eight. Eight? Heard enough. If you were my kids, I'd punish you. If we were your kids, we'd punish ourselves.